You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. The law reveals the guilt of sin and makes men conscious stricken. The gospel then doth enter in the sinful soul to quicken. This hymn is long is attributed by a lot of the Lutheran theologians as the reason why the gospel spread out from Wittenberg. It was written right at the beginning and was really one of the very first hymns to put law and gospel uh, together and to put it clearly into the people's mouths and hearts. So we sing, Thy grace alone, dear Lord, I plead. Thy death is now my life indeed, for Thou hast paid my ransom. Grace alone, faith alone, and Scripture alone all sent out from Wittenberg to the ends of the world so that the Lord's people know. Baptized into thy precious name, my faith cannot be put to shame, and I shall never perish. Abby, that's your confidence today. For you are baptized. And all of the joys that the Lord has already given you in this life and of all the joys that are to come in this life, this is the greatest of all, that Jesus puts His name on you and the name of the Father and the name of the Holy Spirit and that Jesus calls you His friend and that Jesus assures you that all of the sin that you've inherited from Adam and your own dad and all the sins that you yourself will commit cannot stand between Him, Jesus, and His love for you. So, you are baptized. You are baptized. Now, Abby, I suspect, though, as you grow older, you will encounter people who will say that this baptism that occurred here today doesn't count because you don't understand God's grace. But if understanding God's grace is a requirement for baptism, then none of us would be baptized. I was at the seminary for four years. For eight years now, I've had the vocation of being a pastor in the Lord's church, handing out His grace every day, and I have not even begun to have the slightest understanding of His grace. And there are some very old Christians out there, Abby, probably not here today, but there are some very old Christians around who have meditated on the Lord's mercy every day, and they too have not begun to understand this. Do you see this, that St. Paul who was definitely, I mean, by all accounts, a man practiced in the Lord's grace, says, the love of Christ surpasses knowledge. It's a love too deep. It is a grace too profound. It is a mercy that is always a surprise. Now, if you're looking for a surprise, here's one right there in the text that Paul said. For Paul tells us that the love of Jesus surpasses knowledge in the middle of a prayer where he's asking that we would, asking God to give us this understanding of his love. This is Colossians chapter 1, uh, verses 14 to 19. Paul says this. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth 
and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, that you would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Now, there's a surprise. For to know the love of Christ is not a matter of our brains, our minds, or our IQ that can somehow comprehend what God's love is, but it is rather faith, a simple trust in the Lord and in his words of promise. And Abby, we know that little babies like you can and do have faith. In fact, if Jesus wants to show the grumpy crowd that are gathered around what faith looks like, he took a child and put him in the midst and he said to them, unless you have a faith as a child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is a great joy for you, Abby, and for all of the children that are here today, that the kingdom of heaven belongs to you by faith, that your simple and abiding trust in Jesus and his love and his promises makes the Lord smile. But not everyone, not everyone was smiling when Jesus was teaching this. And not everyone smiles when they hear it now. And this is why. All of us, each and every one of us, has embedded in our flesh a theology of the law. All of us, each, each one of us has the conviction that what is necessary for salvation is not God's grace and his grace alone, but something more, something good, something good that I've done, or something good that I am, or something good that I've accomplished, some contribution, however small, that I've made. Now, we, we might not know that we have this, this kind of legalism rolling around in our flesh, but that's why Jesus tells the parable today about the workers in the vineyard. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've had a splinter before, if this has happened, but let's just put it, the splinter in your foot, and you thought that you picked the whole thing out with tweezers, but you got up the next day and you stood on your foot and, yuck, there's still a tiny little, a tiny little bit of splinter down there, and you have to get out the needle. You know this? And you have to dig around, yeah, pull out the splinter, ferret it out. That experience is what this text is like. <laughs> There's a man in the vineyard, and he needs work done. So at six in the morning, he's out hiring men to work. I'll give you each a denarius. Then more at nine, more at 11, more after lunch, more in the afternoon, and then with only an hour of day left, more men are sent to the vineyard. The last, in fact, all of the men aren't told to work. They're just told to get to the vineyard. And it seems like these last of the men would arrive in the vineyard just in time to get in line to be paid. And now the foreman comes and he's giving out payment for the day's work. And those that came last are at the front of the line and they're paid a denarius, a day's wage. Now, you know how it is. You can imagine it yourself. The guys who worked all day, the guys who were covered in sweat and dirt and grape juice, you know, they're sticky. They've been working all day in the vineyard. They see this happen. And you know how it would be. Their faces light up. If these guys, who are only here for an hour, get paid a denarius, how much are we going to be paid who worked for 12 hours and they're already imagining, they can already taste the lamb chops that they're going to have as they stop by the butcher on the way home to celebrate. They're already imagining giving their wives this two weeks' worth of pay just for one day of work. But then the fellows that work three hours are paid. They're paid a denarius. 
And then the guys that work six hours are paid, and they get paid a denarius. And then the guys that work nine hours are paid, and they're also paid a denarius. So you can imagine that these last guys are ready when they get up there just in case, if the unimaginable happens, and it does. On receiving it, the denarius, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only an hour, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. The guys who stood in the, the guys who stood in line doing hardly any work are paid as much as the guys who worked through the day, worked twelve tough hours, and they protest. They say, and you know, they say, this just isn't fair. Right? And you would say the same thing. And I would too. And at that, we're caught. We're caught by Jesus. I mean, not because we're wrong, not because it isn't fair. It's true. It's not fair. But we're caught because we think that it matters. Because we think that fairness has something to do with the kingdom of God. We think that justice and equity and measuring things up, we think that these make a difference with Jesus. That this has something to do with our salvation. And so Jesus exposes us that we trust in our works. That we trust, however subtly, in our going to church. That we trust in our decision for Christ. That we trust in our own goodness. That we trust our trying hard to do the right thing. That we trust in the experience of being somehow in God's presence. We trust that at least we didn't reject Jesus like all the, all the unbelievers. And all of this is idolatry. All of this is despising the Lord's generosity. All of this is a faith in ourselves disguised. And all of this is dangerous. Repent. Heaven is not fair. Salvation is not what you deserve. If the Lord were lining us up at the end of the day to give us what we deserve, then we would all be in the line for destruction. We would all be in the line that would go straight to hell. But Jesus comes along, and he cuts in the front of that line. And he takes the beating that hell had for you, and he puts you in a different line, in the mercy line, in the grace line, in the getting what you don't deserve line, Dear saints, Jesus has you in the line destined for his grace. Where you have nothing at all to present. Where you have no works to claim. Where you, at the end of the day, have absolutely nothing to boast of, nothing at all, except that he has promised to give you a gift that you have not deserved. And that promise is enough.
That promise is your hope. That promise is your life and your joy and your comfort and your peace. That promise that His death matters, that His death is your life, that His death overcomes the world and the devil and delivers hope and forgiveness, that promise is the only thing. But dear saints, that promise is everything. For the end, Abby, and for the end for all of you, who are baptized, in the end, all we have is Jesus. But that is enough. All we have is Jesus. And that is everything. And Jesus has you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.